Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us on the panel this week, we have Monkey Do. Hey, guys, how's it going? Greetings from the Southeast US. We have Marge. That's right, I'm back, coming nice. from Canada, where it's beautiful, beautiful today. And we have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys, Bubble Hawk here from the land of note ropes and drop bears. <laughs> and also joining us on the panel this week, we have a special guest, Chad Westport. Good afternoon and happy weekend, everybody. Checking in from the West Coast of the United States. Nice. So you've just been to Amsterdam, right? Right there, Chad? Yeah, I had a wonderful time there. I've been waiting to get back for a couple of years and it was great to be there. <laughs> nice. Did you visit the, um, the pre-DME? We did. We Sweet. did again. We nice. had that conversation before. We went there a little bit too early. We went there on the day, you know, we, so my wife has been a florist for many years. Uh, so Kuchenhof, which is the big tulip place there, uh, the total tourist thing to do, but that was on her bucket list. So yeah, we, we had tickets to go do that. We went to pre me in the morning. We're like, we're going to get a good breakfast, going to smoke some joints. They open at seven, but they don't start start serving breakfast till nine. So we kind of got uh, <laughs> screwed out of the breakfast. We still smoke their weed though. Sweet, yeah, that's my favorite place, man. You just you know, get some weed, head up to the top floor, and sit down and watch some Fast and the Furious. It's the, <laughs> the only the only time I've ever watched a movie is when I've been sitting in Pretty Me in Amsterdam. That's it's a great place, man. I've never seen anything mm-hmm. like it. It's like a four story building of just couches. Yeah, man. Go and smoke and eat some food. Wow. Love that, that shit. Sounds really cool. I think I would stay there. Yeah. Can you rent space by the month? <laughs> yeah, it'd be pricey though. It's Europe. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to fire up this mighty. Yeah. You're just firing it up? My gosh. We're, oh, we're already been pro- on it. Firing right? up again, I suppose. Oh, I there you go. Say. Oh, yeah, yeah, come on. We're about to hit this volcano again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're all smoking on in the panel, Monkey. What you got, man? Um, actually, I went back to the, that Violet Kush after I smelled it this morning. I've been on it all day. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bubba Hockey? You got something nice? Mm, I'm on the Purple Kush again. So, all oh, right, smoking Kush mm. today. Everybody's on the Kush. Yeah. I got a Northern Lights haze. So oh, nice, good choice. Like that. Choice. Do you know what number Northern Light it is? I don't. Northern actually. Light number five. Nice. What about you, I Chad? Am Northern Lights too. Sweet. Did you bring anything back, Chad? I suppose you didn't. It's not really <laughs> worth the risk. Definitely no, not. no. It's kind of one of those funny things when you could get it there and get it here, but it's illegal in between. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the weird things. Uh, no, I'm smoking on. Actually, I harvested right before I left. So I've, I've been trimming ever since I got back and I have more to do. But uh, I just sampled some of the Roadkill Skunk Time Space Cheese, and that is uh, pretty tasty. Yeah, you said you got 13 plants to take there. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Not one for numerology, for eh? <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad that I did. I scheduled everything as far as like the flowering plants to be harvested before I left because the person watching my place and everything uh, isn't a gardener. And that is definitely shown in the plants I had in veg when I got back. So, <laughs> right, right. 
wise to pull all the flowering ones before I left, but now I've got a whole bunch of trimming. Uh, and it's oh, all boy. dry trimming there, so you just cut it down, hung it, lay, hang there for uh, pretty much yeah. four weeks. Yeah, pretty much four weeks. Uh, wow. Fortunately, I've kind of like dialed everything in. It doesn't go, you know, 58 to 63 uh, in temperature and humidity. So I was able to leave it hanging for that long. And it's it's still, it's perfect right now. It's ready for the jar. Nice. nice. It's already started curing at this point. It must be delicious, man. Yeah, it's already burning nice and white. So hopefully that's good. Uh, chlorophyll, chlorophyll be gone. Thing. Let's let's get to this shit. Are we already we all good and high, ready to move on and spread some good and bad news to everybody. Uh, good and bad. Let's see if we can get a little bit of good news this week, maybe. Let's try. Let's try. Let's do it. Let's go to do's. Don't forget to hit the like button, everybody. Here we go. So yes, this week's cannabis news and events from around the world. Um, because we have the special guest appearance from Chad today, I think it'd be cool if you went first, Chad. If no pressure, you can say, "No, no, let me let somebody else do it." <laughs> I'm on it, man. I'm ready. Sweet, let's I'm do good. it. What do we All have right. this week? So the the title of the article is marijuana companies because we still can't get on cannabis yet. So marijuana companies teaming up to sue federal government with all-star legal firm, which is kind of one of those things. We're not federally legal in the states like Canada is, mm -hmm. but each individual states has their own rules. Mm. Um, so we've, we've been waiting for it to go federally legal. President can do it. Congress can do it. Um, it looks like the lobby groups are going after it this time. Uh, a bunch of MSOs, which stand for multi-state operators, that's AKA big cannabis that nobody's supposed to like. Um, but what they've done is they hired a, a fancy lawyer team and that just kind of, you can read that as connected. They, they have clients mm -hmm. um, in the past as like the justice department, Al Gore. So mm -hmm. they're kind of entrenched in the, uh, you know, the network, we'll say that. Um, <clears throat> what, what they're trying to do though, is they, they want to, a couple of things, actually, one is they want to allow interstate commerce, which just because it's legal here in Washington and it's legal in the state below us in Oregon, it's still illegal to bring from Washington to Oregon, uh, as far as sales. So, um, oh, and I, I'm, I'll go on record. I've never, ever, ever done that. Never. Ever. Again. Ever, <laughs> ever, ever. I've always dumped it out before the border and bought it on the other side again. Yes, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good man. And uh, what they're, they're saying is kind of because each of the states have a highly regulated market, uh, the interstate commerce won't negatively affect a regional price. Like if all of a sudden California gets to export to Rhode Island, well, Rhode mm. Island growers would kind of be screwed. Uh which is the argument currently in place good that, point, man. yeah, that, you know, like California exporting to them would just, if they drove the prices down, there's no way Rhode Island businesses would stand a chance. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where it is now, but they want to get rid of it because they say the States regulate the price essentially. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I can see what, see what the issues are here though. I mean, uh, wouldn't this give most of the states that, that legalized early on like a permanent advantage in the market because your, your infrastructure is already set up, your, your producers are already there, they're going to already be in the best position to offer the, the price points to the new companies. 
So I'm, I'm not really sure I'm loving this uh, multi-state model right now. Yeah, it, it is. And it's not something that even if interstate commerce was allowed, it's not really something that's going to benefit the smaller craft grower. Um, mm -hmm. Again, these are the MSOs. These are the big boys. These are the ones with, you know, multiple license, hundreds or thousands of acres of plants, uh, more than they can sell in their current market. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're, they're trying to offload it uh, just like any other business could or would. So yeah, it's uh, again, it's, it's the multi-state operators just trying to entrench themselves further. Mm -hmm. um, uh, another part of it though, which would benefit the craft growers or really any grower there, there's this IRS, our, our tax code, our tax laws called 280E, but nothing is a tax write-off for a cannabis business. Nothing. Which, Nothing. So it's like not a business is expensive. You need to go out and buy yourself a new desk, and you'd be able to usually any other business you sign off as a tax because it's a, a an expense, business expense. So yep. you wouldn't get taxed on it. But cannabis, so say you need new pots for your plants that you're going to grow, that's not going to yep. be able to be signed off as business Nothing. expense. Whoa. No business expenses are signed off. Um, you know, a lot of businesses can write off losses, can't do that. Uh, a lot of businesses still aren't even able to get insured. So yeah, 280E oh, getting repealed, that would be a win for everybody. Mm. It's crazy how they just treat everything so differently compared to cannabis. That's, that's crazy talk, man. It, it's extortion. I mean, it's yeah, really yeah, kind of the sure. pay-to-play model, um, mm -hmm. which uh, as it becomes more and more of a legitimate business, um, that should go away. But again, it really all hinges on the federal aspect because the other two things are trying to get like access to banking. Um, some mm -hmm. states are lucky enough to deal with a state-run credit union, but you can't put money into a federally insured bank. Right. So. That's an interesting part. And it also allows these businesses, again, the multi-state operators to get into the stock market. Craft cannabis isn't going to be on NASDAQ, but the big mm -hmm. multi-state operators, that's how they'll, you know, raise funds for their next uh, overtake of, of businesses in another state. So did you say how many companies have come together here to sue the government? There, there's about six that are looking to form together. And, and, you know, this is kind of preliminary. The case hasn't been filed yet, but the reason that it's being reported and kind of talked about is the firm that is working on it. They're not going to touch anything that they don't feel overly confident mm -hmm. that they have a basis to pursue. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're involved is, is kind of driving the conversation forward, even though the case hasn't been filed yet. It'll be interesting to see how they, they pursue on how they go forward with this, because as I'm as I'm listening here, I'm thinking about, OK, if if they get permission to operate multi-state, that sometimes means that in order to operate multi-state, you have to pass through an illegal state. <clears throat> it doesn't you, you can't right. always connect the dots is a problem. So, you know, be interesting yeah. to see how they solve that. Do you go over it? Do you go around it? Do you make separate? Uh, regulations for transport. I don't, it'll be, you I have don't to know. go through with police escort on the front and back of the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't, you're, you're laughing. You're laughing, but it could happen, man. Yeah, <clears throat> it, it'll be on an Amazon truck. <laughs> just, I've got the visions of, you know, you've seen the, uh, the, the pictures of the trains looted in, in Los Angeles area and things yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, all the weed trucks have been looted with all the boxes and bags everywhere. Yeah. That, that's a good point you did bring up there, which I hadn't considered before. When it's when it is allowed to be sold in between states, there's some states that are just going to lose their whole industry. Yeah, 
it's because most some places in the USA, you know, it's extra cold, cold when you're up north. So you're going to have to use greenhouses and shit. But then you got places in California, for example, where you can just grow outside, no lights. And that, that just massively changed the price of the production of the cannabis. Well, so, Jeff Lowenfels has talked about his model is, you know, why, why are we growing weed in Alaska when we could be fishing in Alaska and trading the fish for, for weed that's being grown in a sunny, sunny climate? Hmm. So his model was actually in favor of that. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Cannabis is such a small margin uh, commodity mm. that the more you can reduce it, the bigger uh, difference you can make. So yeah, saving saving a little bit on uh, power or a lot on power actually for these people, mm-hmm. hard to compete. Damn. Yeah. So, so a lot I, of money going to be safe for some companies, not others. But, so what would be the outcome of this uh, do you think they're going to win? Do you think they're going to go through uh, and beat the federal government in court? I think that it, it continues the conversation and brings it into the public spotlight, which is good. It furthers the um, presence of a lobbying group that is pro-cannabis. Unfortunately, it's going to benefit the big businesses first, but those are the people really with the money, the network, and the uh, know-how to get Mm -hmm. things done. So it'll trickle down, hopefully, to advantages like the 280E for the small craft grower, but ultimately, it's another way to kind of consolidate the market. Um, Multi-state operators right now, even if you have businesses in five states, you cannot share product. You everything stays Whoa. within that border of the state. That's so crazy. And it's if, if you have multi-state operating licenses, yeah, now you can move product between states. And I mean, this, yeah, this becomes a game changer. It, it, it sounds bad, but think about it this way, guys. Uh, like like Chad is saying, that the uh, the big growers, these big companies, are going to benefit first. But still, people like Swami, who wants to sell Swami Select around the country, but also benefit from this because. If you are allowing interstate commerce for these companies, what's to stop Swami from coming around? And I'm just using him as an example, but let's not put his name out there so much. But anyway, let's <laughs> prevent him from saying, well, if they can ship their product, why can't I ship mine via the post office and be able to mail it to somebody in a legal state? Mm, yeah. So brand brand building for the smaller person is important. Oh, yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they do allow us to go through the post like Canada can. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think there'll be multiple layers to the rollout of federal legalization, starting with the the pro-business aspects. Mm. Yeah, I think if this case goes forward, it's going to change the whole going forward game though. Yes, absolutely. Again, it's, it's, it's like pulling the finger out of the dike. Yeah, it's the one that nobody wants to, to go after. <laughs> but wouldn't you agree, Chad, that sooner or later, this is going to happen? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's inevitable, uh, especially with all the money, uh, you know, being poured into it from investment groups. It's inevitable. Uh, I just don't know when. That's it. It's just how much can they, how long can they drag it out and pull how much tax out of people before it's properly regulated? Yeah. <laughs> It's That's what it's all about, potato, man. Every, mm-hmm. The whole issue is a hot potato right now. Nobody wants to be pro one way or, or the other 100%. It seems like it's, oh gosh, there's so many things to think about with this thing. What's the rules here with the provinces in Canada, March? Can you, can you just move cannabis around Canada? No problem. Oh, that's a great question. No, you cannot. Okay. No, 
not really. Like if you're in Ontario, that you can't order from an Ontario um, dispensary or the OCS and ship it to Saskatchewan, where say TG is. Oh wow! If the it's yeah, you have to buy within your province, as far as I know, unless you're going the route of the gray market dispensary, in which mm -hmm. case mm -hmm. there are no rules. <laughs> People but, do that all the time too. But if you're buying legal, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just pride by province. But I could, as a legal purchaser, buy it in one province and just gift it and send it, mail it to somebody else anywhere else, right? Yeah, you could do that. And you okay. could bring it with you as well. Like you could get on a plane and fly to BC or fly to wherever. Got a okay. plane? And, yeah. Damn. You can fly with your know, weed. Well, yeah, within the, <laughs> within the country. But yeah, you, I don't think you can ship it from a legal dispensary. We don't have that capability. Mm. Um, a lot more relaxed than we have, at least. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we'll catch up with two on one day, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you want to help your Marge? You want to help your Marge? You want to help your <laughs> new story that, now, Marge? Yeah, you want to take it yours yeah I would love to. So, uh, this story, because I had to have a particular interest in edibles, it caught my eye. Oh, really? I didn't know that yes. you liked edibles. I know, I know. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really good edibles <laughs> podcast out there that you should possibly listen to. Yeah, got, I think it's called, called Bite, Bite Me. Me. Bite Me, that's the, the one. About that's yeah. the one. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Definitely so, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> this article is called, is from Vice, Man Arrested After Giving Unsuspecting Coworkers Edibles. And uh, I've we've shared quite a few stories like this before, but I, I mean, it's always a good reminder that you should always probably mm -hmm. verify what you're about to eat. So imagine, so I'm just going to set the scene a little bit. You You wake up one morning, you're feeling great. And you head off to work and you realize that one of your coworkers has brought in a fresh tray of, of, of home-baked brownies. You're like, Yum. what a nice gesture. You know what? I might help myself to one of those. And you're sitting down at your desk and you're munching away and, and it's a call center. So you're starting to take calls. And then maybe an hour or so later, you're like, Jesus, that last phone call wasn't very good. It wasn't very smooth. I hope they're not uh, recording this one. And then you realize you're really fucked up. Well, that's what happened to a bunch of people at this call center, apparently in Argentina, where a 25-year-old employee decided to dose his, his co-workers for whatever reason. It doesn't really get into that in the article, but he didn't happen to mention that these uh, brownies were um, spiked with cannabis, I guess. For special. Lack of, <laughs> yes, special brownies, which I always find interesting because I think that's kind of a shitty thing to do to a person, mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. if you're not really somebody who's into edibles or getting baked at work while you're trying to talk on the phone <laughs> to customers, Yeah, yeah. Um, all those things. Now, they say that they were widely suspected to have been baked with cannabis. So in this article, they weren't 100% sure, but they did go to the young man's house and found 105 grams of weed at his place and apparently he was trying to flush something gross looking down the toilet which they also think might have been something to do with his edibles <laughs> making thing so uh the guy got fired and arrested so remember people this kind of thing if you're gonna do it i don't know just do it better because you don't want to get fired mm -hmm. something like this and arrested because yeah, yeah. Don't it's not a cool thing to do knowing. no don't yeah do it. I know it's never it's never a good thing to do because you don't know who's going to eat them, what kind of tolerance they have, what kind of health conditions they might be dealing with, or whatever the case might be. It's a shitty thing to do, and you're being a bad coworker by doing it. 
So that's the PSA for today. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I that's agree with that. that so, yeah. 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 <laughs> and as a person who's worked as at many call centers, I was pretty much stoned most of the time, but I would never <laughs> close my employees. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm sure there's lots of people that were at this call center that very day that might've been stoned out of their tree. But if you're an experienced user, then that's fine and you can cope. But if you've never eaten an edible before, and then all of a sudden, someone gives you some mm-hmm. space cake i mean oh, that's not, not very, cool that's not pleasant no yeah. Yeah, <laughs> label your cool. food yeah that's label right. it guys let them th- yeah. let them know and even tell them how strong it is yeah uh, you couldn't yes. do that work though you couldn't like label it and put it in the work fridge could you <laughs> well <laughs> th6 I mean, brownies it's nicer depends. to do it that way than somebody grabbing one and finding out later mm-hmm. yeah i guess it depends on how cool your bosses are like you know if yeah. they're like yeah it's fine then you could probably get away with it. But yeah, maybe save it for after work or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I love gifting edibles and giving them to people, but I'm very much like, this is what you're eating. This is how potent they are. Maybe it's one of them cases where people kept checking his shit when he was at work. (laughs) Yeah, because that happens, man. People eat people's food out the fridge and he's like, I'm going to catch these motherfuckers now. (laughs) That's a very good point. Now he knows which ones are the lunch thieves. Uh, because those are the ones that all got really high at the place he used to work right right that's true there's no job to go back to exactly yeah empty people with brownies is just cruel though you wouldn't go for the brownie i know i know well every time the thing is is at what point is it then someone else's responsibility because they've gone and grabbed it like i mean you know (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it's at the end of the day if you don't ask Mm. I suppose. I suppose you have to ask nowadays, don't you? You have to be like, what's in this brownie before I eat it? Wait a minute. I can remember (laughs) going on my first cannabis tour after it was legalized in Colorado. And we were on the bus riding around. And as we were handing around just snack food, that was actually a question that was being asked. Is there anything in this? You have to ask the question. Really, you have to. Right. Well, I guess you can just add to the list. You can be like, is there is there gluten in this? Is there dairy? Are there nuts? Yeah. Is there weed? You know, you just add it to the list now. Yeah, just when you're, on, bu- when you're yeah. on a bus riding around, you know, consuming constantly, it's kind of suspected almost everything somebody hands you has weed in it. So right. it's kind of a, a serious question at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd be fucked. I wouldn't really want to be taking a brownie at work. That'd be a... Oh no, that's it like it's make it extra long setting. day, you know. <laughs> and if you're at a call it. center, you've got to talk to people all day long. And imagine and, that uh, guy who gets angry and he's screwing at you down the phone, rah, 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 and you're just laughing at him. <laughs> you got a smile on your face, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you okay, bro? Shit. Yes, sir. I'm fine. How am I doing on this call? <laughs> Let right. me put you on hold. I'll be right back. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Some of these things. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> that's, that's what I would be like. Hello. Why are you talking really slow, man? <laughs> right. I think Shit. you called the wrong number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everybody, you know, another public service announcement there. Don't spike people. Don't do that. Make sure they're all willing participants in your stoner day at work. They'll be just smashing everybody up. I seem to remember a wedding reception somewhere in South America where they had a, a spiked layer of the wedding cake not, not too long ago that we covered on the show. Actually, mm-hmm. they mentioned that at the end of this article. In April, ah. a bride and her wedding caterer went viral after allegedly serving food laced with 
cannabis at the nuptials. Yeah. Was that Will, it, Will and Harry? You know, ha- Harry and Meghan. There we go. Was no. <laughs> at their wedding. Yeah. But they did send some of the victims at that wedding and from this call center. Some people did go to the hospital. So. Wow. Pussies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like if, if you've never had an edible in yeah, your life absolutely. and somebody all of a sudden felt like that mm-hmm. yeah, I can see where you'd be going if you I think Putin got in don't you poisoned and shit Damn. just think Nana's left the oven on and the gas is leaking or something yeah, yeah you, it would be scary you know especially if they were strong and you started to just get woozy and start to feel a little bit sick and that but I'd be like come on man you just can't do that to people like you said when you're not expecting it like mm-hmm. you know even myself if i inadvertently dose myself they're like what the hell is wrong with me right now yeah. i've done that before and they're oh okay yeah i ate that yeah. thing yeah. so some people might be now, on but... parole too yeah fucking hell yes. Good point. that's another point. maybe Drug they gotta testing, go pick like, their oh. kids up after school well <laughs> you know? i mean what about it if you have somebody has a job that is uh like osha regulated or dotd regulated in the states meaning they're tested and they can lose their job for testing positive mm. yeah. so man i mean yeah yeah you definitely don't want to do any of this stuff to anybody yeah. without them knowing right it. yeah or you're up for your performance review that day and you're fucked oh, geez, really? <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a pretty specific scenario but still yeah. i mean yeah but well, still trying to explain possible, it to your boss you know? at least yeah. you wouldn't mind you'd be like whatever it's like <laughs> are you having a bad day i don't know what did you eat nothing different yeah. <laughs> No, just Jack brought in these tray of brownies. Uh, <laughs> mm. Interesting, man. You got, got to be careful with that shit. You know, just don't spike people, but enjoy edibles responsibly. And if you need any advice on how to do that, then go and check out Bite Me, the show about edibles. Yes, mm. yes, yes. So, good story, Marge. Good story. Another one like Thank that. You. This happens uh, a bit too much i think people just go out there taking weed into work for no reason if you're trying to find out who's eating your food use california reapers man stick that in there <laughs> there you go yeah. there you go fucking know who's eating your shit that's right yeah, a lot of reaper pepper sandwiches just, right. uh... you'll see them just sweating and yeah. you know, and then you'll be like ha are they, that, are they that warm mackie really are they that warm yeah man dude, get that california reaper shit damn uh, this is Carolina, you know, California. Oh, oh, those, oh yeah. Those be mild. Carolina. Oh, yeah, Carolina Reaper. That's the one, man. Oh. The ghost peppers. That's a different one, though, isn't it? Carolina Reaper is even more powerful than that. Shit. I don't know, man. I, scotch bonnets. Two million scopes. You can have them all. Oh, yeah. no. I had them scotch bonnets recently, didn't I? I had the scotch yeah. bonnets recently, man, and they, they cut down. Cut down. <laughs> don't even get to taste them. They just burn the shit out of your mouth. That's it. It's game over. Anyway, I watched a, I watched a guy the other day try and smoke a Carolina Reaper. Oh, uh, oh, out of a, out of a oh, it ended badly. Oh, man. <laughs> really badly. <laughs> what happened? Uh, like, what happens when you smoke a hot pepper? Well, I mean, you're well, inhaling see, like, capsaicin. It's going to have to really irritate the hell out of your windpipe. Right? Yeah. So any any capsum like that, it's the same as, I don't know if any of you, I mean, Marge, you probably know um, when you're cooking anything like chili and things like that, the moment you throw that into the hot pan, releases all those capsules mm-hmm. yeah. and the, and it shuts things down like so you you it will close up your throat you can't breathe your eyes start watering and stinging and this guy's just yeah packed a full glass bowl full of it oh, and lit shit. it up and went to town and that for the next ensuing 20 minutes he's vomiting he's crying he's screaming to god it's oh, i mean it was is, funny it, is that what is that what is that what smoking spices <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> 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 
I, I just see I just see someone foaming from the mouth from that one. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Shit, it's like, like you remember Total Recall, the original, Arnie, and he's oh, getting yeah. flung out the window, he lands on the mountainside and his face mask breaks. Ah, ah, ah. That's what that guy looks like after smoking <laughs> for half an hour. Popping Give these people air. Uh, I need air. Anyway, shit. Whew. Smoking peppers. Oh, that's a good challenge. Anyway, what, what, who wants to go next? Monkeys, you want to hear your news story next, man? Sure. This is kind of this this kind of borderlines on some good news. Uh, it's uh, it's one's coming from uh, readofgreen.com and it's a uh, California marijuana retailers 100% compliant in checking IDs to prevent youth access. And again, like Chad says, they can't get away from that marijuana word. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy stuff like that, though. But anyway, researchers wanted to put the cannabis industry to, to the test and test the compliance with ID requirements. So they sent people to that seemingly looked like they were underage and not able to buy into these dispensaries just to figure out what was going to happen. Guess what happened? Every single retailer was compliant. They had nice. zero, zero failures. Everybody was asked for an ID, regardless of who they were. That's awesome. Well, I mean, that it's somewhat great. unsurprising, though, because uh, if you don't have an ID and, and, uh, and you, they let you in and that place is caught, they can lose their license. Mm-hmm. So yep. The penalty is very severe for this. But yep. they, they found out that it was 100% compliant, meaning that it would be very, very difficult for underage minors to get into the, the facilities at all or anywhere near the facilities. And they, they said that they, they suspected that uh, legal sales to underage was, were not a problem. Imagine that. Legal sales to underage minors, not a problem. Mm-hmm. And we've been saying it all along is that you know, the easiest way to regulate this and to keep our youth safe is to go ahead and make it legal, yep. regulate it like we're doing it, and it, it does keep it out of there. But what they, they found out, surprisingly, is they started looking at, at a few things in here. And what they started finding out was um, states, as, as they ran polls and tested, they have found zero increase of any teen use of cannabis whatsoever in any state that has gone legal. This is, this is ever, they went all the way back to the beginning. Only thing they have found is slight declines in certain states. Hmm. So in some states it's, it's untouched and in some states it's lowered. Yeah. They saw that in the Netherlands, didn't they? In Amsterdam and, and countries like cities like that, where teen use had fallen because it was legalized and it's because maybe it's not seen as so taboo. So the kids aren't interested in rebelling with it. Pretty much like that. You know, it's, uh, I, you know, I can, re- we all can remember being the teenage years and stuff like that. And it was always seemed to be more exciting and more fun to know you were getting away with something, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And admit it. We it all really did. did. <laughs> it was all the sweeter about that stupid little whatever, you know? Right. It, it, it's a crime. The secret ingredient. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Take the crime out of it, and all of a sudden, it's just a thing people do. Yeah, everything that's, makes that bit better with crime. That's what it is. That's good to hear, though. That's encouraging. You know, it'd be interesting to see those numbers transposed against alcohol sales to minors or tobacco sales to minors. But I've personally experienced that uh, in Washington. I was working at security at a dispensary, and that was my basically one and only job was to check people's IDs. Um, oddly enough, if somebody slipped past me, I'd only get fired, but the bud tender that sold it to him would get a mandatory thousand dollar fine. Whoa. 
Well, I mean, but, yeah, they're serious about it. Very seriously. They should yeah. be, right, Chad? They, absolutely, they should be. And it was, you know, they're not allowed to send these people in with fake IDs. Um, the person that they sent in to me, his birthday was in like six weeks. So he was close. Somebody wow. might be like, well, you're close enough. But no, I just kind of looked at the kid and I said, I'm sorry, dude, I can't let you in here. And he didn't it. give me any grief. He kind of turned around. He walked out. 30 seconds later, one of our regular customers walks back in and says, did you, did you let him in? I'm like, no. He's like, well, good. Cause he went around the corner and got in a cop car and they left. Whoa. <laughs> wow. yeah. no way. What yeah. did that yeah. kid do? You know, <laughs> all right, we're, we're going to let you off with this crime. If you just go into this dispensary here with this yep. ID. <laughs> they, they do that. They'll try to, yeah, they'll, they'll reduce sentences for people if they work with them on these quote unquote mm. type sting things. But I turned them away and that's encouraging to hear monkey. I'm yeah. glad you brought that article up. Well, this article actually comes in and also says that these, these uh, observations were consistent with Washington and, and Colorado as well as they found zero uh, non-compliance there as well. So both of those states are doing their job good. You know, some of those, this, it depends on how the dispensary is set up. You know, I've been to some that you can't even get through the door. You have to go through like a, almost like a prison interlock that show your ID to get into the interlock. Um, but every dispensary I ever bought, you have to show some kind of an ID to get in the door. And then like Chad is saying, because the guy letting you in the door has got a liability. Now, when I'm up with the bud tender, I've actually been asked two different times by a bud tender for, for an ID. One is what before they'll even speak to me. And one is before they'll take money from me. I don't have a problem with that. It's okay. Ask away. If I'm yeah. legal, it's all good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it a minor inconvenience to, to pull out your ID. And again, bud tenders here too, they do it. And there's cameras on every register. They can watch remotely. Are they checking IDs at the register too? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And you don't feel, we actually had a joke about it. We said they should, they should manufacture a see-through license holder that can go around your neck. So you just had it automatically anytime you went somewhere. A little yeah. lanyard. I yeah, some kind of lanyard thing situation. Most of the time when I'm getting ID, they're just using like my wrinkles as an indicator of how old I am. So I don't get carded too often. But. Now that that did happen um, in Washington when I was in there, we were in Seattle and just because I obviously do not look like I'm anywhere near 21, they would let me through the door. But even, mm -hmm. in, even in there, they wouldn't take my money until I showed them my ID. Wow. I think that's a bit uh, jobs worthy. <laughs> so like, come on, mate. Come on. When, when a, one of my coworkers literally had to turn away his grandma because she forgot her ID. Oh, oh my God. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It starts to get a little ridiculous in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Like I know like here at the dispensary I was at, if somebody came in with a child, you had to turn them away because they had to be 19 to be in the store. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that gets a little ridiculous because you can bring a kid into a liquor store and buy alcohol. Yeah. Obviously, mm -hmm. they won't mm -hmm. sell it to you if you're a minor. But if you have a if you're a company like bringing a kid in, mm. it's fine. But a cannabis shop. Yeah, I was, think, I was actually thinking about that this afternoon when, uh, when I was reading about, on this story. It just seems weird that, yeah, if, suppose I am a single parent and I need to go pick up my medicine and what am I going to do with my kid? That happened a lot. Shine them up outside, right? That's <laughs> well, I mean, if you just leave the kid standing on the curb outside of the front of the store, you could be considered to be negligent right there. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. what do you do? It's bad. Yeah. And like but you said, Marge, all you're doing is going in there, you're buying your medicine, you're leaving, you're not even consuming it. You're just no, and everything's yeah. closed up. You can't see anything like it. it they take it a bit too far sometimes, I think, just because it's, I don't know, they're, 
you know, when you compare to alcohol, it's yeah, way remember stricter. back in the day when we were kids. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Bubba Hockey's the same for you, similar age, and you know, from the Commonwealth. But my parents would have no problem taking me into the pub where people could still smoke indoors, and you'd just be in this smoky room all mm. day while people get drunk. No problems, mm, yeah, right. Yeah. Screaming at each other, placing bets. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying we go back to that necessarily. Yeah, yeah for, <laughs> sure, you know, for sure. Absolutely if you're going to run in and pick up like, you know, a half quarter of weed or something, then why is that any different than going in and picking up a six pack and you got your kids with you? Or, yeah. or going you know, to the pharmacy like, and picking up your opioid prescription or whatever. Else exactly. You, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's the same or, basic thing. Yeah, plan. like you're just out picking up stuff right. you used to live. So. Well, they're trying to protect the kids and everything from all this stuff like this. But I'm glad that they did this study. And I'm glad that they showed it, that everybody is being as far and compliant as they can. And I wanted mm. to bring up something else on this to kind of tie this story in, because also this week, the governor of Delaware made a statement that he was not in support of, of uh, recreational cannabis in the state of Delaware, because he said, he, he, he uh, I recognize the positive effects of cannabis can have for people with certain health conditions. And the reasons that I continue to support medical cannabis industry in Delaware today, I support the decriminalization of cannabis because I agree that individuals would not be uh, should not be imprisoned solely for the possession and private use of small amounts of cannabis. And today, thanks to Delaware decriminalization law, they are not. That said, I do not believe that promoting or expanding the use of recreational cannabis is in the best interest in the state of Delaware, especially to our young people. Now, when I read the last line there, our young people, the study is basically saying that if we regulate it, we can control it better. Mm-hmm. And they keep sit, they keep missing the point here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the actual use goes down amongst yeah. the young. Yeah, I mean, so if you want to protect these kids, let's regulate this stuff. Yeah, probably regulate right. it, right? It's pretty simple. Yep. Yeah. And they found that across the board, though, haven't they? Like every every country that's gone legal and every state that's gone legal, they've seen a decrease in teen use mm-hmm. and, and 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 underage use. So, I mean, it's it's a mute point now. It's been proven that that's not the case. So you're just yeah. drumming out a, an old rhetoric, really. But the situation mm-hmm. is they're just not listening. You know, the reports keep coming in, and they keep saying they show it over and over and over. Like you said, Bubble Hawk, it just. But these governors, these politicians, there's something else here. You know, it's there's something controlling these people. Money, it's not common sense. Right. Uh, it's a lot of different things. I think you know, it's different special interest groups. It's money. It's lots of things. We have an interesting one coming out of the UK, which is is surprising. Really, this article. I'll re- read the headline. Here we go. We've got a uh, man caught with ten thousand pounds. Cannabis Hall spared jail after cancer patients defend life-saving treatment with the finger of quotation marks there. Life-saving treatment. So pretty much this guy was, uh, I don't know if he was growing the cannabis. I'm not sure. I didn't read that far into the article. There's lots of good information to start off. So we have a medical cannabis supplier, a supplier, a medical cannabis supplier here is the words they're using. Caught with more than a kilogram of the Class B drug has escaped jail after hundreds of cancer patients submitted letters to the court in his defense. How fucking cool is that? It's like this guy was caught with over a kilo of weed and everybody he was probably selling to, maybe gifting cannabis to as a cancer Mm -hmm. treatment, they, they wrote letters into the court to be like, yo, this guy has helped me with using cannabis, so don't punish him too harshly. And it's it, putting them on the line. That's pretty brave. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that will cause trouble for them as well. You're going to have to put your name and address on this shit. 
Andrew, Brand, Andrew Baines, 46, a father of two and a cancer patient himself, supplied hundreds of patients with medical cannabis oil. The same patients and their families submitted scores of letters to the court describing how Mr. Baines, who faced a possible charges of possession with intent to supply and production of a controlled drug, had saved their lives. Now, look at this bit here. Mr. Baines was spared a 15-year wow. sentence in a landmark ruling after the CPS, the Crown Prosecution Service, that is, decided not to pursue charges, instead giving him a six-month community order with the lowest possible punishment. That's fucking... That's a years. step forward right there. 15 years, oh, and these people have sent something. letters in, and it's like, okay, just six months suspended. Well, six-month community order, so we have to maybe work in a charity shop once a week for six months, something mm -hmm. like that. Right, right. <clears throat> Drug laws traditionally have been so black and white that it's refreshing to hear a little bit of consideration put mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. sentencing. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. And it's it, in the sentencing here as well. They know he's a supplier. They know he, they're given, he is given cannabis oil to people. And that, that's, that's a, a big crime in the UK. It's more than just possession. You're actually distributing it to people. And it's still... You know, you saved of a 15 year sentence there. It's a big step forward, I think, in the UK. It, it shows like the minds are changing here. Something's different. Now, uh, here's an interesting bit as well. Mr. Baines, who holds what is known as a can card. So, again, the can card out there to the rescue to some extent. And Carly Barton be doing good things with this can card. It's changed the outcome of a lot of these situations, I think. Uh, a, a medical cannabis card recognized by police was also supplying patients with cannabis-based medicine. However, in April 2020, probably around 420, he was arrested after police found a kilogram of cannabis with the street value of £10,000, <laughs> <laughs> along with 30 street? plants in his home. And they're right, because a gram of cannabis in the UK would cost about £10. So if you sold that out as grams, then you would get 10 Gs for it. But nobody's doing that, bro. Uh, <laughs> Along with 30 plants at his home in Lincoln, East Midlands. So 30 plants as well, which is a hefty amount, but we don't know how big those plants were. It could have just been pheno hunting. Uh, mm. Cannabis-based made, made, cannabis medicines uh, were made legal in the UK in November 2018 to be prescribed only by specialists for patients who cannot be helped by other available drugs. And you also have to have the money to pay for those drugs. You don't just get money in the NHS. But the drug is readily prescribed on the NHS, forcing patients to seek it more, uh, seek it via more dangerous and expensive means, which are also against the law. So it's a change the fucking law. <laughs> That's the easy way. Mm -hmm. You know. Well yeah, blazing stars in chat makes a good point. It says good precedent. And that's how mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of law changes start. There needs to be a case that they can point to, to say it's been yep. decided. So hopefully this doesn't go to a higher court or another court and then get changed. But yeah, if this is setting the precedent, that's Well, that's let's say awesome. if you're caught with a kilo of cannabis now and they want to prosecute you for it, and you're like, hold on for a second. You want to give me more time than that guy who was clearly supplying when I'm not doing that. And he's obviously done worse to me by supplying, right, judge? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it is a real good precedent, man. Anything less than a kilo at this point, if you go to court with anything less than a kilo and you prove that it's personal use, it's, it, you know, you should be able to get off of it with at least six months community order. Very interesting. Very interesting. Out of the UK as well. And there's been a lot of news recently coming out of the UK to hint that recreational legislation is coming soon. 
Maybe. You, you never know. Well, I'm sure we've been closer. What else do we have here? Sorry, who, who was that who said something? Any anything to add there? Was it bubble hot? Mm, I was sure. I was just saying it, it's 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 been similar here. I mean, ever since we had the the recent election and the legalized party did so well, it's it's been every second news story recently, or at least for the last week, has been them talking about how well they did and and bringing it up and and. and at the end of the day, the whole point wasn't to get them into office. I mean, that would have been lovely if they got in, you know, but the, the point is, is that people are talking about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's bringing up the conversation and all of a sudden they're starting to realise that it is something that people want to talk about and people want to revisit. So, mm. I mean, it, as you said, you know, the precedent thing's another part of it. I don't know how it works over there, but here, if it's even, even in a different state, the precedent's kind of like if you, if it's okay for one state, what it should be okay for someone in another state um, at a federal level. Yeah, you say so, so yep. the, from the judge here as well. It said, given her ruling at Grimsey Magistrates Court, Deputy District Judge Geraldine Kelly said, if the law was distant, if the law was different, Mr. Baines would have been applauded, not punished. So she seems to have a cannabis friendly approach. It, it, I take the view that a community order is justified in this case, not because of you, but because of the message we must send. And the solicitor, Mr. Bates, Mr. Baines solicitor, Hannah Simpson said, I have never seen a six months community order imposed. If you steal a sandwich from Tesco, you get 12 months. So, you know, just stealing the sandwich from a supply chain will get you 12 months. And this guy got six months for possession of 10,000 pounds worth of cannabis and uh, 30 plants. Fucking remember, he had 30 plants there too. And all of this was found and he, he pretty much all got wavered away with the lowest possible uh, punishment that he could be given. It's crazy shit. This is a big, big story in the UK. It should be bigger than what it is. You know, more people need to know about this. This well, we're case, not shocked because, you know, this guy's got a kilogram of weed and 30 plants, but it takes a hell of a lot of stuff to make oil for these cancer mm -hmm, patients. So mm -hmm, to yeah. us, it sounds normal. Says here, this case is a huge step. The case perhaps in mar earmarks a wind of change. This case perhaps means that finally the law will catch up with the enormity of what cannabis can do to save lives. Massive. That's crazy. And this is an independent newspaper as well. This is just some... Uh, crappy newspaper well it is because they're all crappy newspapers but you know it's one of the <laughs> the less the lesser stinky pieces of shit you finally <laughs> found one judge that's willing to listen though mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. so times seem seem as if they might be changing soon in the uk there's a good article there from the independent if anyone wants to read that then go check it out but good shit maybe things are finally changing maybe possibly don't hold your breath well yeah. no, that's it don't hold your breath continue to grow your own at home and no, no, just enjoy your own homegrown. Whether it's legalized or not for me, I'll be doing the same thing I always do. And let's just grow and smoke my own fine cannabis. So we have one more piece of news from the land of drop bears and nope ropes. <laughs> <We definitely do. laughs> so, um, this one actually, uh, it's it's a, a bit of a follow-on. So a few months back, uh, there was an article that came out that was saying that the Medical Association in Australia um, for pain was telling doctors not to prescribe cannabis for pain, um, for any chronic pain, unless it was cancer-related pain. 
um, saying that there was no evidence that it works. There was nothing that nothing to say that it, it was giving anybody relief and so on and so forth. Um, so now this one is, um, I'll, read, I'll read the thing here, far north residents battling chronic pain have a reason for an increased sense of optimism after the release of findings from a study that investigated the use of cannabis to relieve pain. The Australian study wanted to determine if locally made GMP medicinal cannabis products assisted with reducing chronic refractory pain. The findings later published in the International Scientific Journal Medical Cannabis and Cannabinoids determined 47.9% of patients reported a statistically significant improvement in pain impact scores. Furthermore, a further 49.3% experienced an improvement in quality of life, while 35.6% reported better sleep patterns. So Studies such as this led by researchers using quality Australian-made medicinal cannabis is what we want to continue to see to increase confidence amongst GPs in prescribing medicinal cannabis. Uh, medical expert Joe Kosterick told Newsport, I hope I did that one well, but we're, we're good at killing names on this that's show. That's what we do. That's how we roll. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we do. Um, so the 151 participants of the study included those who currently suffer from arthritis, neuropathic and musculoskeletal pain. Researchers behind the study noted chronic pain can negatively impact a person's quality of life, including their sleep patterns, social engagement, as well as their ability to work and conduct daily activities. So this is great um, mm. because it's another one of those stories that then comes through and goes, well, you guys said this, but we've just done a study and it proves this. So, you know, um, the more and the, the more it becomes prevalent here and, and, and <clears throat> is sort of brought to the forefront, I think we should, we're going to see a lot more of these studies coming out and that's, that's what we need um, because of, you know, because of prohibition and, and all of that, they haven't been able to do these. Um, so now it's starting to come out and, and they're starting to see the, um, the benefits of cannabis as a whole. And, um, and it is, yeah, you know, that, cause I mean, I, I'm prescribed for pain. Um, I'm prescribed for pain and for insomnia. Um, and I, I didn't struggle to get that prescription because I've had it. I've had pain for years and I've, I've struggled with the back issue for years. Um, my doctor knew that and my doctor was able to sort of help me and get me onto it because I told him it was the only thing that worked because it is because I, I can't have, um, I can't have opiates or anything. They just mess with my gut um, mm -hmm. and, you know, sleep pills. I, I just don't wake up and I'm groggy the whole day. So um, for me, you know, cannabis works and it works well. So it's good to see that, that we're, we're getting, a, you know, a, sort of a step forward in the right direction here. Yeah, so, um, but as I, as I was saying earlier as well, you know, with the, um, with the success of these le legalized cannabis party, it's, it's really now being brought forward. The media wants to talk about it. It seems like a hot topic issue. So fingers crossed, um, you know, with the, with the new, new guard in, in parliament now, and, and they are, you know, like labor did win. So they tend to be, a little bit more um, sort of progressive with this sort of thing. Yeah. yeah so, uh, and because the Greens party got quite a few seats again and the, and the Greens have always said that, you know, if they get in, they'll, they'll legalize cannabis. So working hand in hand, we may see some, um, some change. So fingers crossed anyway. So lots of good news there. All positive stories other than Marge's story, but that, that's yeah. still kind of positive <laughs> if you work there and you like edibles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What if the customer service stoned all day? It's pretty sweet, man. It's a good good news week this week. Things are changing. Maybe. Maybe let's not get our hopes up. 
You know, the, we're just waiting for Monkey's going to be the last one at this, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yeah. It's going to be poor Monkey sitting on his own. Damn. <laughs> we'll see. We've, we've got a massive amount of debt here, too, at the moment. So, we, we were, <laughs> you know, mm, after coming mm. out of the pandemic and everything, it, it really did chew into the economy. And, the, and um, so, the, the, the mass amount of debt we've got, you know, I think once they start seeing the, that money hanging in front of them, like that little carrot dangling, they may realise where they can where they can pay back some of that debt, I think. Speaking of a uh, carrot dangling, Billy Bonds just mentioned in the chat. Remember oh, that old yeah. news story? Aubergine, yeah. aubergine, aubergine, scissors, scissors, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> How can we forget? <laughs> I almost, almost gives me chills about, about <laughs> cannabis affecting sex drives, so... You're lucky. We, we do have one more story from Marge, right? Marge, you had another one uh, that was sent in by a listener. Yeah, it was. And I, I have not been able to find it again, but it was basically just out of the States. And I know that's uh, pretty vague because the States is a large place, but somewhere <laughs> they have like an annual corn maze. And this particular place decided to switch it to a hemp maze. It was just kind of a fun story because, you know, every year they have this like fun core maze where people come out and, you know, run through it or whatever, but they decided to switch up to hemp this year. And I thought that was uh, kind of fun because somebody, one of the listeners sent it to me and said, I was going to use it last week, actually. But then uh, in Ontario, we had a freak windstorm and no power for uh, a little while. So I was unable to share it, but I thought it was Mm -hmm. a fun story. Yeah. I assume you have your power back on now. Yes, that's why I'm, that is why I'm here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. But, you know, you go uh, a certain amount of time without power, which also meant my cell phone died eventually and, you know, no data or anything like that. It's like, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. You forget how dependent you are on things like your cell phone. No, no, yeah. I don't forget. I remember that every year. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, I'm really not dependent on mine. <laughs> I just leave my line around for days at a time. You know, where's the phone gone? Yeah, when <laughs> you know, storm to loads of missed calls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> 48 Mon- missed calls. Monkey, probably you, you have the hand crank radio, right? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't have the hand crank radio, actually. You know, oh, I do have, no, we just have, you know, generator. The regular radio works fine with the generator. That's all you have to worry about. Mm. Nice. Professional. Professional. Yeah. Professional <laughs> hurricane. <laughs> And really, <laughs> I want air conditioning at night, darn it. <laughs> so we have uh, some forum news, just a few little pieces of forum news this week. We've got the HLG 600 aspect, which is just about to end. The entry is just about to end. So if you're a member of the forum and you have more than 50 posts, make sure you've gone over there and entered in the HLG 600 aspect comp. Beautiful Do it. Light. Yes, Beautiful man. Light. Very nice light. And you can win it. The games start in just a few days. So make sure that you're in there and involved in the entry uh we had an awesome session with tommy chong this week uh, for his birthday on monday tommy chong came along and we just chatted some shit with him for a while so if you haven't seen that interview yet it'll be released will be edited and released in a couple of weeks but you can head over to our youtube channel which is youtube.com slash high and homegrown this is for the downloaded people obviously you already know you are here anybody's listening now <laughs> but you know check it out it's a cool interview super cool guy and at the end it was like yeah, when I come up to the UK, man, we'll, we'll hook up and we'll do this face to face. You know what I'm saying? That's no, that'd be fun. You know what I'm saying? And and he addressed the entirety of Australia, so that was good. Yes, very cool guy. Goodbye, goodbye Australia, and away he went. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, good times, man. Good times. And then we have the plant of the month, which is just about to close as well, obviously, because it's coming up to the end of the month. And that's right. When it closes, sorry, Mike, you want to check this away? I was going to say on this one, Ed, remember, if you enter one of the month this month, you get in, you get put into the wheel spin for a prize. So you don't have to only win to get a prize. We're going to give a second prize away and you get a chance at that just for entering the comp. Yes. So take a picture of your plant and get involved in plant of the month this month. That's it. Come on. We'll check Do it out. It. But that's it I for the news. None of my monsters are in this competition. So. <laughs> well, I think that's I it for the news. Is there anything else to add here? And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. If you have any news articles that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then you can find us on plusysquareroom.com in the High on Homegrown section. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for High on Homegrown and you'll be able to send us a message. Or you can email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com to send us any news stories or questions you'd like us to cover in next week's show. So again, thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show. Please share the show with your friends. And if you haven't already, head over to youtube.com slash high on homegrown and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That would be massively appreciated. But anyway, we'll see you on Wednesday for the interview. We have the Grow Guides on Friday. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. Uh, stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Have a good week, everybody. See you in a bit. Goodbye.